beautiful is your Audio Beauty Brunch Table? A source for conversations on all things skincare, makeup, fashion, styling, health and wellness, and general female fun. Brought to you by two women with over 20 years of friendship. So grab your girlfriends, pour a mimosa, and let's get boldly beautiful. We're back. <gasps> it's been so long. It has been so long. Let's see. I think our last episodes aired in mid-April. Oh, wow. Like towards the end of April. Yes. So it may has come and gone or as we like to call the 16 year season of COVID. Yes. <laughs> so we have not recorded since before yes march. all of this insanity no not even march because we took march off <gasps> that's right we have not actually physically recorded since february oh wow i feel really rusty i feel a little rusty too <laughs> like all of a sudden i need to pee and i should have done that before we <laughs> sat down to do this Oh my gosh. Hopefully it's like riding a bike and I'll come back. I mean, we're just chatting. It's true. Yes. Also, this is Boldly Beautiful. Oh yeah. By the way. Boldly Beautiful. (laughs) I'm Jen. I'm Candice. And we are here to be your experts on all things health, wellness, beauty, and overall gossipy wonderfulness. Nice. Yes. I love it. So we're in my bed right now. Yes. Because... It's just that kind of day. It is. And rather than drag everything into the super tiny closet, like, because normally we bring blankets and pillows and stuff to absorb the sound so that we don't echo, I was just not about that life this morning. Yeah. And plus, it's teeny tiny. So if we sound a little different, we're sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm way more comfortable. It is super quiet. Yes. It is. It is really nice. So we thought that we would take this opportunity to just kind of catch you up on life. Like what's been happening at work, with our families, all of that good stuff since February. We we had an eventful... Couple of months. Quarantine. Yes, we did. Like I kept thinking we should be recording because isn't this a great time and all of my like favorite podcasts that I listen to like they've kept going and I think in some ways it was like kind of nice because it's like what else do you have going on but dude we didn't have time no we were both busy and I do not think you could have handled one more thing on your plate no I could not have handled one more thing you you had kind of a crappy COVID quarantine. I did have a bad quarantine. Yeah. It was just really wild. Okay, so we'll start at the beginning. So we were rocking and rolling. Business Mm -hmm. was actually going really well. It was, We were uh, in a really good momentum at our studio, and we were gearing up for a huge spring. Um... I personally, both professionally and personally, was supposed to have the busiest, wildest April ever. 
Mm-hmm. It was filled Same. with travel. Every single weekend was booked with either being out of town or having company or being on trips. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing my personal branding 101 online workshop for the first time, which was mm-hmm. a little crazy. So that was going on. We had all kinds of skincare clients. Um, it was going to be my son's birthday. We, I mean, it was just... I just hired somebody. Yes. Like, we were in full, like, 100 miles an hour, yeah. full force forward. You were training someone, geared up for that, super excited. There was all this stuff on the books for summer. You were supposed yeah. to go to Vegas. Colorado. Colorado for spring break. We yeah. had um, a huge charity function coming up yeah. at, the, again, at the end of March that we were both going to be involved with. And then... The brick wall called COVID happened. March 18th happened. <laughs> it was so crazy. It was my birthday. Mm-hmm. It was my birthday weekend. I'll never forget that like marker of when everything really started going down. Um, which granted, we should point out for people who listen to this in the future that might live in different parts of the country. Being in the middle of the United States, we were kind of like one of the last ones for it to like which really I, affect our lives. Right. I had closed a week and a half earlier yes, than you and Ina. Because though. being in nursing, yeah, you I, were kind of ahead of the curve. Yeah, I just had a bad feeling that things were good. So I kind of, before we got mandated to shut down, voluntarily shut down. Um, and plus, my procedures are a little bit different than yours, too. Right. So, um, but that's a good thing about us each having our own individual, you know, companies. Yes. That we, we can make those individual decisions and feel good about them. And, you know, we all get to kind of do what we feel like we need to. But, yes, um, a week and a half earlier. And then, but I still... We had plans to go out to Colorado to go skiing over spring break. So even though I closed my, I was thinking, well, it's the mountains, we'll be skiing. And, you know, I mean, how else better to socially distance than going Mach 4 down a mountain? Well, and it also, I thought, because I've been skiing before and you're covered in so much gear. Like, to me, it feels like PPE. In a way, because yeah. I mean, you're you've got goggles, mm-hmm. you're masked up, you're you know because you're wanting to mm-hmm. stay warm, and then on top of that, right, isn't skiing social distancing, right? But I didn't really put two and two together um, back before we were all now super conditioned into what social distancing means that. You're still walking around the lodge. You're still going to right. restaurants. You're still staying in a hotel right. where, like, rooms are close together. So, yeah. It's... Which we did very purposely pick an Airbnb. So, I mean, we were private. Oh, right. Um, okay. But, and we, like, packed our own food. And, like, we had stocked up, gone to the grocery store, right. stuff like that. So, we drove out. Um, we left on a Friday evening. And drove halfway there, stopped for the night, and then drove the rest of the way Saturday, got to our Airbnb cabin, which was beautiful. It was in the middle of the mountains, like, it was by Grand Lake, which itself was picturesque, and snow was everywhere, and it was amazing. Um, And got unloaded, unpacked, and was kind of spending Saturday afternoon, like, getting the house in order. Right. 
Um, and then that night, the governor announced mandatory shutdown of all the ski resorts and all the ski lodges. Uh-huh. So we um, we took that night because we had obviously been traveling for two days. So we kind of rested that night. And the next morning, Jeremy and I looked up some stuff and... Um, I, I had a big paper due and final or midterms were that week and stuff for me. So he took the kids, um, sledding down the hills so around the area. Something. Yeah. The kids at least got some sort of Colorado snow, you Experience. know, activity that mm-hmm. afternoon. And then, yeah, the next morning, Monday morning, we packed up and left. So we were, you know, in Colorado just barely over 24 hours before turning around and coming back. And that drive is so god-awful. It was. We drove straight through on the way home. There was no point in stopping. But, yeah, it was a rough... It was a rough vacation. Those poor kids. Because they were... They took it like champs, though. I will say that. That's good. We explained to them what happened. We were like, we're just as disappointed as you are. But they, they had good attitudes about it. So... I was proud of them, and then, of course, Jeremy had a whole company of people, like, looking for, okay, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? What do we need to... So, he needed to get back anyway. Right. Um, But, yeah, so that was the beginning, and then your sweet papa. Yeah, so around the time you were in Colorado, I was getting calls from my family that my grandfather, who granted is was 95 and, you know, has lived an amazing, awesome, awesome life, um, was starting to get really sick and his health was failing. They had put him into, they had put him into a rehab center two weeks before all of the stuff started happening where assisted living facilities were just like dropping like flies and and becoming um uh epicenters for the pandemic um but i had gone uh, because there were rumblings about stay at home and i um you know we were kind of aware of the impending storm you know (laughs) the storm clouds were approaching know what that was gonna look like yes know if there were gonna be like curfews and like you are not allowed were they gonna close the state borders right were you gonna get trapped that scary unknown in a shelter in place it was so it was just so so bizarre um and um I remember the day we were all working in the office. I think it was that week of my birthday. So around like March 11th, um, you walked into the office and said, there's no toilet paper and there's no hand sanitizer. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, how is that humanly possible? Right. How is that? Yeah. (laughs) I don't understand. I can't compute that. Right. How and why? And we panicked because our business has to have hand sanitizer. Right. I mean, it like we're not allowed to function without it. And And alcohol. We couldn't find rubbing alcohol. Yeah, we couldn't even find rubbing alcohol. You couldn't find anything like that. And then I remember the weekend of my birthday, my parents had come into town. We went to dinner. That was the last time I ate in a restaurant. (laughs) It was my birthday dinner. And we started going to stores and they were starting to do things like 
wipe down all the shopping carts and between people and and it was just so bizarre and I mean we went to I think we went to a Bath and Body Works and it was like shoulder to shoulder people trying to buy up all of their so hand soap and they were out of hand sanitizer like even the scented mm-hmm. all the Fru-fru. stuff they carry all the frou-frou yeah. ones they carry were gone and it was just so bizarre. It was like watching walking around a movie. But with my... It did. It felt like a movie. It did feel like we were in a movie. Going into the stores, when we were in Colorado and we had a few things we had to get, and we didn't think about needing toilet paper for the Airbnb because you go and normally those things are the, stocked. Yeah. But I don't know if the people... But I mean, there was some toilet paper, but not enough for, you know four boys and a girl you know what I mean so we were just gonna we couldn't find any Mm -mm. and the the aisles I'll never forget seeing the aisles they look they looked trashed yeah they looked like in the movies Mm -hmm. like when the zombie apocalypse has happened and I was just like this is this a real life? Am yeah. <laughs> I awake or am I dreaming and I just don't realize I'm dreaming? Yeah. Yeah. It it's was so weird. But wild. With everything happening and my grandfather getting sick, we basically, we voluntarily, I kind of voluntarily shut down about four days after you decided to, because mm-hmm. I was kind of following your lead too, because I knew that if you knew something was up, something's probably seriously up. Mm-hmm. So we had kind of actually shut down our business about a week before the state of Missouri actually said we had to. Um, and I took that opportunity to go down to Arkansas and I stayed with my family for a week um, so that I could see my grandfather. Now, unfortunately, the last time I saw him when he was quote unquote good, it was behind glass because we had to just go up to the window of the facility and talk to him on the phone. And that was so crazy. Um, but then the stay at home orders for, for Arkansas and Missouri happened while I was sitting there in my grandparents' house in Arkansas. And so, yes, kind of like you guys being in Colorado, it was like, Oh my God, I've, you feel so far away mm-hmm. and it, it suddenly becomes so incredibly stressful because you're like, well, should we just stay here? Mm-hmm. Can we even get home? What's it going to be like? We're trying to make all the arrangements for our businesses from afar. Yes. And that was so stressful. I remember trying to um, have SBA webinars with like hardly any internet and like trying to find out what was going on and emailing back and forth with different people in the know and trying to keep um I have never been so happy that I only had one employee because I can't imagine what it would have had to have been like trying to calm down several people and figure out unemployment and and then you know my husband was working we didn't know if he was going to be considered an essential worker or not and it was just and what does it mean to stay healthy and what's going on and um we live with my elderly in-laws and so what was that going to be like and it was just that last week in March was really really wild Mm -hmm. but we came home we got it all figured out we put in for all of the financing (laughs) we got the staff all settled and then I was kind of excited I'm not going to lie, because we are both, we talk about this, that we're both kind of a little more introverted sometimes, and so we kind of thought it was going to be an introvert haven. 
Well, I knew I was screwed, though, because when they shut down school, because at my house, I had three boys in first grade, fifth grade, and sixth grade, Uh. and so I already knew (laughs) my life was beep. Yeah. I'll just censor myself there. Okay. But um, it just, I am not the most patient person in general. Like, I can be. But I feel like when you have to be patient and not necessarily like it's a different patient demographic that I see in clinic now than when I was at the hospital. But I could be patient for 12 hours at the hospital with strangers. But there is something different in the air when you are with your children or with Mm -hmm. your loved ones trapped in a house because we can't go anywhere. And they are like... I know I've said this before, but they are the epitome of boys. So they are constantly wanting to be, you know, on the move, go somewhere, do something. And we can't do that. Nothing's open. Like, typically, we'd be going ice skating in the winter or to the parks or outside fishing or, you know, things like that. And at that point, we didn't even, we didn't know. We didn't know what was okay, what wasn't. Everyone was pretty much... That was the height of stay home. Yeah. Stay on your land. Yeah. You know. True quarantine. Stay away from other people. Um, So it was just incredible. And they didn't understand everything that was going on. I mean, you try and explain it to a kid. But, I mean, think of how stressful it is for us. And then their little brains can't even comprehend why... You know, they can't go to school and get their stuff that was in their desk. Or they can't, you know, like, school's closed? What? Yeah. And I won't even get into the whole, like, trying to... God bless our teachers. Because (laughs) trying to get them wrangled enough to pay attention to get any kind of learning done whatsoever... Nobody in my house was having a good time. Yeah. Nobody. Me nor them. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Did you find it better or worse that you guys do live on land out in the country? So, kind of both. I could eventually, we finally got into a little bit of a routine where they could go ride their four-wheelers around in the mm-hmm. yard. So, they had at least some reprieve. At least, thank goodness, we weren't stuck in an apartment building yeah. or something like that. Like, I cannot imagine what yeah. that feels like for, you know, our listeners and other people that had to be in a city where it's super congested and you live in an apartment yeah. and you cannot have your own space. My heart was constantly going out to everyone I know that lives in New York. Yes. And was stuck in their Manhattan or their Brooklyn apartment. Oh my gosh. And shoebox. Yeah. Yeah. So that we're incredibly blessed and grateful for. Um, but at the same time, because we live out in the country. Um, we didn't have good internet. Yeah. Uh, we don't. Like, there's one company that is even has internet options out there, and it's terrible. So, we're looking at doing my schoolwork because I couldn't come into the office uh-huh. at that point. Um, all three of their schoolwork, trying to connect to like Zoom calls, not happening. Right. You know, um, and I'm sure because everyone else was also on 
line and yeah. doing things and the bandwidth and it's overloading the system. Yeah, so it was just a struggle all the way around. We were we were definitely um cabin fever doesn't even begin to describe it. Mm-hmm. And there's only so much you can think of to do to keep them busy and I mean they're kids. Yeah. And so, yeah. Anyway, by and the end of that the, I think the saving grace, I think for a lot of people in different parts of the country too, was that we did have relatively great weather Yeah, for that, for the most of that run. That's um, true. Thank goodness it, it was It spring. got warm. Yeah. It got really pretty. We were able to like cook out some nights and still do some things where it's like you, even if you were social distancing, like the neighbors could come over and like they would sit over on their side and we would sit on our side but you could still see each other and you could still talk and you could still right. have some human interaction or people were just walking around the neighborhood I was and say you could neighborhoods just like were good. Yeah, yeah neighborhoods were great i i think that was probably the the ideal um because you could like wave to people when they walked by <laughs> Right. You know, you could right. still see like you could leave them messages human with life. chalk on their driveway. Yeah, and... we did. We did a lot of sideway sidewalk chalk, and um, it was that that the the community part of it was really good. But I thought it was going to be this kind of nice period because there was going to be an opportunity to get so much uninterrupted work done. Mm-hmm. And I was launching this new online component to one of my businesses. And I had already kind of been working with a few of my clients on like video chat anyway, on the styling side. And so, and I was almost looking forward to a little bit of just the break from the grind and like needing to go places and have meetings and be in the office all the time. And um, and then I learned very quickly that I actually hate working from home. I love coming into our office. I love seeing people. I, I, I love the focus of when you, when you're at home, you just focus on home. And then when you're in the office, you just focus on office and kind of compartmentalizing my life. And, and then we just had, it was like the universe said, okay, work and other like social life things are not going on so now we're just gonna have you deal with all the possible family stuff that you would ever need to deal with and it was one thing after another we had um easter was a real kind of bummer because we weren't able to get together with some family and we were also having my son's third birthday which was supposed to be this big like party with lots of different people and activities and themes and food and just stuff we had kind of been planning for a long time and that just kind of had to turn into a little dinner and cake at our house and my parents came and that was it and you know so that was just kind of weird and then we had our family in Chicago sold a house and then we're buying a house and there was a two-week overlay where they would essentially be homeless. And Chicago was not the place that you wanted to have to try to find temporary housing because their COVID numbers were far worse than ours. And so they ended up coming down and staying with us for two weeks. (laughs) And there were some parts of that that were really great. 
because it did kind of give us a reprieve from like being so isolated and like not seeing anybody and they have a a cousin that's 18 months old and so our boys got to play together and they were with us for Easter it was kind of nice having some family for Easter because there was other family we didn't get to see and kind of took that edge off but it was also a little bit like your situation with your family and the boys normally when people come and stay with you it's because you're quote-unquote on vacation and you go places and you do things and especially when you have two kids under the age of three like we needed to be able to go to a park or a theme park or the aquarium or a museum or you know (laughs) Chuck E. Cheese or just something so that these kids could like go and do and um, and then w- everybody was trying to work at the same time because they also are work from home people. So they all came with their computer equipment and their stuff and we were trying to run normal hours and it was a lot of people in our house for two weeks. So it was I just, I just can't. It, it, <laughs> yeah. And so that was, that was a lot of the time. And, um, then, uh, we, They had left, gone back to Chicago, and we had about another week where it was a little quiet, and then my grandfather really took a turn, and so we ended up having an entire week back down in Arkansas where um, he he passed, and then we had to try to have a funeral in the age of COVID, and that was so wild. You know, we couldn't do half the things that we had really wanted to do. It ended up just being a graveside burial. Um, We did see a lot of our friends and family. By that point, the numbers were pretty much consistently so, we did look out that the the COVID numbers stayed so low that people kind of wore masks and they would try to socially distance, but let's be honest, at at a funeral, you wanna hug people, you wanna get together, you wanna see people. There was a lot of food brought to the house. There was a lot of, um, but it was all. But the state restrictions were lifted this, quiet this, a bit by yeah, that point the too. Stuff was lifting, and so by that point we were just kind of able to say, "Ugh, let's just you know, whatever," and and we were we were not with strangers. We were only with um, people that we had you know, been in contact with, um, or even had seen um throughout quarantine and we knew that they were being responsible and you know no one was sick and if you were sick you just weren't going to come and so um we kind of rode that line of like having people we kind of quote unquote quarantined with you know where even though you weren't in the same house we would kind of see them regularly um our neighbors would kind of go back and forth so we um, we felt really comfortable being with them and, um, parents, we were always with like the grandparents and parents. And so, um, that was nice. That kind of gave us a little like reprieve from the isolation. But, you know, I also learned that some things I don't really care about that much, like not going out and eating in restaurants didn't bother me like not going to big public events not going to the mall not going to the movie theater not going that really didn't bother me and now as like restrictions are lifting I'm still kind of like uh, I don't 
necessarily need it in my life. Dude, I missed the patio restaurants. Like, I, that's one of the first things when restaurants started to open back again. I was like, no. Yeah. We're, I've missed that for sure. We did go do a happy hour this past Wednesday with some girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And we were on the patio with a glass of wine. And that did, that felt Mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. That felt really, really good. Yeah, but... Yeah, I think you're right, which I'm I'm usually not one for a big public event either, like unless it's just I, I don't know. I have to it has to be something for me to be super excited about a giant public event. I just don't Yeah. I feel like the older I get, the less I love crowds. Yeah. <laughs> and the hassle of trying to like, you know, figure out parking and yes. find your people and it's just, it's not appealing to me. I've got so many other things, like, demanding my time yeah. right now that sometimes it's hard for me to get excited. So, yeah, I didn't miss that component of it. I, I just, I needed a break. I missed, even though, yes, we were not doing our normal day-to-day things, I certainly wasn't alone. And I felt like I had less time to myself where I could focus like really really focus absolutely um than ever because someone was always needing me for something and I was like oh my gosh I just like I understand the moms now that like say they're pooping just so that they can have a few minutes alone in the bathroom regardless Uh of whether they're actually using the bathroom or not. They're like, go away, I'm pooping. Because that's pretty much the only thing you can tell children. And even then, some children are like, I don't care. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Mine's three. He doesn't care. Yeah. Thankfully, mine are old enough. They think that's, you know, gross. Yeah. So they'll leave you alone. I'm going to have to actually start locking the door now. Most of the time, I just flip on the fart fan and just, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I'll be in there. We have a big jacuzzi tub, and occasionally, like, I'll just sit in the tub and have a few moments to myself, like, with the fan going. So, if they come... So, they think, Yeah, yes. so if they come in the bedroom, they can hear the fan. Of course, now they're going to be on to me. Not yeah. that they listen to this podcast, right. but, you know. <laughs> um, there were... Just to have a few moments of peace. Yeah. No, I get that. There were a couple of times where I might have told a little fib and said, I have to go downstairs. You have to leave me alone for an hour because I have to do a really important work thing. Uh Uh-huh. And I was actually watching Bravo. (laughs) Hey, that's important for work, though. Uh, Actually, it is important for work. Trends. I have to know what the TV personalities are wearing. Yes. And get cute hair and makeup ideas. Right. And totally work-related. in the know. You should be able to write off your cable bill as a work expense. (gasps) Yeah. Brittany Hopp. I'm going to talk to Brittany about that. I bet she won't, though. She won't let me write off anything. She's the strictest CPA ever. That's what you want, though. But I'm not afraid of being audited. Um, Yeah. But no, I totally totally get it. I think that probably everybody had a little quarantine lie. Yeah. Because what else are you supposed to do? You'll go nuts. Yes. Agreed. And some of us are already halfway there. And did you know we're not allowed to physically abuse our families? (laughs) I've read that somewhere. Did you but know that? I also know you can't believe everything you see or read. So anything to get you to not snap. That's right. That's true. I think that's what's important. I know. I'm surprised. Don't they have a show like Snapped? Yes. Talking about 
the it's wives about that find murders. their yes. So yes, they're gonna come out with a snapped quarantine edition. <sighs> Probably. I bet. Probably. So. Oh my gosh! But okay, so let's talk about the positives that came out of it. So um, we're both still in happy relationships. Yes. We're not having quarantine divorce, which is no. what a lot of people are doing. Oh. Um, no. We do still love our children. Most of the time. Most of the time. And um, I do think that it allowed for rest and kind of a renewal of creativity. And I think it gave us time to really determine both personally and professionally what's really important. Yeah. And to really kind of start to think about where can we trim some areas that either are not serving us well or not serving our clients well or not serving our time well. Like, what is not working with us? What are we trying to force too much? Yeah. I know there are several areas in my business I'm like, maybe I want to scale that back a little bit and Mm -hmm. not really throw so much energy behind it because the energy you put into it is not necessarily, you know, coming out the other side like you need it to, to be able to continue that pace. Yeah. So, you know, I think for me, it gave me some, and it gave me some time to put in some policies and procedures and systems in place. Yes. Because I'm a very, we talk about this a lot, but I'm a high quick start. So I just, I decide I'm going to do something and I pretty much go ahead and start. But you know, it's still important to determine what those systems and and organize what that looks like. I just happen to do that after I start. Right. A lot of times instead of before. So it it gave me a chance to really sit down and come through like what do my numbers look like on each individual piece of this giant jigsaw puzzle and where can I improve and what does that look like? And yeah. So that was good for me. That no, was a I big totally positive. Agree. And I think now that we are back, because we were able to reopen, and we've been back for about a month now, um, like, our businesses are really kind of rocking and rolling, Mm -hmm. because people want to get out, and want to do things, and want to be taken care of, and want that self-care, and I'm, I'm really hoping that a lot of people really realized how important all of that is, right? and how, you know, maybe just staying at home... And resting is not self-care enough because (laughs) there needs to be skin care. There needs to be human interaction. There needs to be touch. There needs to be, um, you know, confidence boosters and, um, and even the fun side of just like styling and makeup and having your hair done and all of that, like all of that has its purpose in having like a well-rounded life and a happy life and agree yeah so um and it made us heavily appreciate our healthcare workers mm-hmm. and our essential workers and um teachers yes <laughs> oh teachers oh teachers god bless you so. i'm i'm still kind of having even despite everything i mean it is god awful that it has happened I wish that it wasn't something that had to lead to death and suffering and, you know, the economic setbacks and, and, and all of that. 
but I do kind of still have this little like Pollyanna positivity about it of I think that it's going to lead to like some really great things on the other side for people. I agree. I mean, essentially the world got to take a nap. Mm -hmm. Like when else in human history did the entire world just go, you know, we're just going to take a beat. Right. For like 10 weeks. Never. Never. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of amazing. There's something really like amazing about the fact that like 10 years from now, you're going to get to be sitting you could be sitting in a cafe on the other side of the world and see people walking by in the streets. And if they are above a certain age, they're going to have known what Corona was about and their life was going to have been upended over that. And they're going to have some different perspective and appreciation on life because they went through that and they survived it and hopefully came out the other end and thrived from it. And I think that there's really something amazing Um, I think that we're about to see amazing stuff on television and movies. I think we're going to get a whole new rash of books that are going to be awesome because all of these people in those fields have just been sitting at home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like writing, thinking, dreaming, journaling, rehearsing. Um, So I think that... um, a bunch of people who maybe had been workaholics and been overworked all were forced to stop working for a while and learn what's important to them and um, sleep and rejuvenate and just like we did. I agree. And I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really excited. I think it's still going to take like a year or two to really have like the normalcy come back in like the way that like we recognize it yeah but i don't think it'll ever go back to how it was completely no it's never gonna go nor should it really nor should it no i i think that that's why these these big events like this happen in the world is because every once in a while society needs a reset Mm -hmm. you had a reset after the great depression you had a reset after world war ii we had a reset after 9-11 um but i think that when we look back the resets were actually times of a lot of like productivity and prosperity and growth and growth um because it helps you realize what's important and um I'm actually really excited to see what's what the new normal is going to look like and um yeah but no I'm definitely glad that it's over because we definitely yeah. are not creatures that are meant to just stay at home all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Agreed. Well, on that note, I hope everyone listening also can kind of look at this time and find something positive that's come out of the COVID season. Um, it's definitely something I will never, ever forget for the rest of my life. No. Um, but that's kind of what we've been up to over the last couple of months just surviving <laughs> and and now kind of looking at how we can thrive from that experience so I know most of you can relate to that too so we are happy to be back yay yes. speaking of normalcy or some representation of that um so we'll be back on Okay, so I think we got cut off because some spammer tried to call me. 
So anyway, we were just signing off and saying that we will be returning to a regular schedule again, coming at you every Monday. And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we hope that you are starting to feel back to your new normal and that we can all start joining each other again and talking about what we want to talk about. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. All right, guys. Until next week, stay boldly beautiful and we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye.